Hi guys, welcome back to the To All The People podcast. Uh, I'm so excited to have all of you guys here. It's been a while. I actually missed um, last week just because I had a bunch of stuff going on. I went to my first influencer event with Revolve, which was was honestly insanity. Um, life's been really, really good, but we're actually approaching this new year. The new year is right around the corner, and we need to have a conversation about why that vision board will not work unless we're doing these things first. There's this book called 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin that I was reading that completely changed my life. Um, when I think about, you know, just the way that I grew up and, and those type of things, the way that we're taught, the way that we're nurtured, the way that we're, we're forced to look at things, um, the way that things affect us, the way that things things stick to us. When I think about all of these factors, I always try to take into account what are these things that are shaping me as I am and how can I not become it? Have you ever just gotten so tired of yourself? Like legit, like just so like tired, like to the point where like I am so I'm I'm actually the annoying person in the room. I'm actually super annoyed with my own self. Like I'm annoyed with the way that I'm thinking. I'm annoyed with the way that I'm processing things like I'm the issue. Like I see that I am the issue. I'm tired of being the issue. I keep doing these self-sabotaging things. All of these things keep, keep happening to me. Um, I'm being a certain way. Um, I, I'm still being mean, even though I said I wasn't going to be mean anymore. I'm still reacting this way, even though I said I wasn't going to react anymore. If you've been in that place and you've been in that situation, then this episode is solely for you. I want to talk to you about things that mentally strong people don't do. For one, they don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves. Two, they don't give away their power. Three, they don't shy away from change. And four, they don't focus on things they can't control. Ooh, let's keep going. Five, they don't worry about pleasing anyone. Six, they don't fear taking calculated risk. Seven, they don't dwell on the past. Eight, they don't make the same mistakes over and over. Nine, they don't resent other people's success. That one right, oh, that one right there. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell on myself, y'all, because I've talked to y'all about how I can oftentimes be a jealous person. Usually the jealousy is stemmed from nepotism children, not from like my friends or or someone I know really close to me that came from the ground up and, and is trying to figure it out. I'm happy for that. But when people have, you know, when I feel like they're light years ahead of me, that's when that jealousy comes out. Let me get back to it. They don't give up after the first failure. And that is something, let me just keep going. 11, they don't fear alone time. 12, they don't feel the world owes them anything. And 13, they don't expect immediate results. These are all chapters from 13 Things Mentally Strong People Don't Do by Amy Morin. This woman completely changed my life. And I want to go ahead and break down each one of these chapters. This is definitely going to be a longer um, podcast. This is definitely going to be a longer conversation. 
but like I said, before you start making that vision board, before you start creating all these goals and these dreams and these aspirations, I pray that you actually take the time to be self-reflective because creating a vision board is also going to have to take you looking in the mirror saying, well, there's some stuff within my own self that I need to do. Not just the material aspect, but within my own soul, within my own, own being. I have some ugly ways about me that I need to fix. I got some jealous tendencies that I need to fix. We can keep making these vision boards. We can keep aiming for success. We can keep doing all these things, but how are we talking to ourselves? You know, what is coming out of our mouths? How are we looking at things? How am I allowing things to shape my perspective? We can want and want and want and keep wanting, but if we got some ugly ways and we got some ugly things going on in the inside, it's not gonna happen. I am a firm believer that whatever you put out in to this world is who is who you are and it's also what you're going to get in return you know like I've said multiple times like when I post my stuff and when I show my lifestyle it took me a very long time to not feel sorry for the, the quality of life that I have despite me you know mentioning that I've I've had my jealous traits towards nepotism babies I've never sought out to hurt anyone I've never just for one, look down on anyone. Two, I also am very grateful. I give thanks even when I have moments, even moments in my life where I felt like there wasn't much to be thankful for. Um, I, I, I practice my gratuity. I am thankful for the smile on my face. I am thankful for the food in my belly. I'm thankful for the, the new balances I'm wearing. I'm thankful for my home and taking time to appreciate where I am in life, even when I didn't have anything in life, helped me really center myself. It helped me learn to be grateful. Every day that you wake up and every day that you breathe life into yourself and who you are, it is a manifestation of, of where you are. Um, just like manifestation is law of attraction, if you are negative and you're negative all the time, you are also attracting negative things. So let's get right into it. I want to talk about chapter one. I really like that, you know, she titled it mentally strong people don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves and what that means to me is that i am no longer allowing the reality of my life rule me whether that reality is good whether i have everything i want whether i don't have anything that i want I will not allow myself to feel sorry for myself. I will not allow myself to have pity for myself. I don't know what your socioeconomic status might be. I don't know where you are mentally. I don't even know the way that you're probably looking at your body right now. I don't know if you're disliking the curves or you're thinking you're too skinny. You got to stop feeling you got to stop feeling sorry for yourself. You have to empower yourself with what you are doing right now and where you are right now. You have to look at yourself and know that you are enough, regardless of your size, regardless of the color of your skin. And I know it's hard, especially as women, when we have all of these different, you know, facets and so many different things telling us that we have to look a certain way, we have to be a certain way. But if you look around and you see some of the most empowering and impactful women today in our generation, they have learned to love themselves with where they are in life. They've learned to empower themselves with where they are in life. And then on top of that, before you move into this new year, 
you need to pay attention to who you're idolizing. One thing that I did that really helped me center myself and help with my own mental health is I started honestly unfollowing girls that didn't look like me. I started following girls that I could relate to. I started following girls with natural body types, natural archetypes, and not even natural in a sense where like, you know, I'm not I'm not deeming or debunking plastic surgery at all because I I think every woman and every person should do what's most comfortable for them. But when I say I started following people with natural bodies, I'm talking about the girls that are like embracing, you know, the stretch marks and embracing the back fat or just even embracing themselves with with without any of those um, those features, if that makes sense. I started following women that were actually empowering for other women. So make sure that when you're creating that vision board that you are embodying who you are you need to have a moral compass and not try to become something else or become somebody else because you're enough just as you are and i think that goes back to learning to not feel sorry for yourself but in fact embrace yourself and on my inner child episode of the podcast if you haven't listened to that one i talked about how i think it's very important for every person to take a picture a young picture of themselves put it on their mirror and look at it every single morning and say how am I going to show up for this little girl today how am I going to show up for this little boy today I think I think that will really help you be centered and and have a sense of belonging and have a sense of understanding that I am doing it for her that's who I'm doing it for you know the second po- point that she made in this book is chapter two they don't give away their power And oh my God, I thought that was, that chapter right there was so empowering to me. They don't give away their power, meaning that I will not, I repeat, will not be reactionary to things that don't need a reaction. Um, Learning to be silent and learning to be still And also learning to not breathe life into anything will also help a lot. Um, I had, I recently, I recently met up with someone and the entire time I was with them, all they wanted to do was gossip. They just wanted to gossip. They just wanted to gossip. They just wanted to gossip. So what I did was I like removed myself, put myself like in like a little safe bubble and not be reactionary to it just because for one, I don't have the time. Two, I'm in a place in my life right now where like I'm really just focused on myself. And on top of that, I don't I don't have the time or the means to just be to just sit up and just be mean and ugly and ridicule. I'm past that in life and the reason why I'm choosing to no longer gossip and spend time talking shit and just going back and forth is because I feel like everything that you say about someone is really how you feel about your own self and I'm choosing to not give my power away I'm choosing to not get so upset over situations I'm choosing to not let that text message Um, that mean text message from my boss or a friend get the best of me i'm choosing to withhold my power and and if i'm withholding my power then i feel like that goes back into me i feel good about myself and it's just like okay if i can do this what else can i do chapter four oops sorry chapter three they don't shy away from change um i feel like that's just I, I mean, I feel like that speaks away, speaks like speaks for itself. Um, when I think about not shying away from change, 
I'll I'll use myself as as an example. Um, for instance, I have this lifestyle. I get a lot of comments about my lifestyle. Oh my God, you have everything. You have it all. You blah, 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 this. Um, I think a big part of my life growing up homeless and not having a lot, I've spent a lot of years compensating for the things that I didn't have, meaning I, I spend too much money on clothes or I'll, you know, my apartment's expensive. I'll spend a lot of money on this. I'll spend a lot of money on that. And as I'm getting older, I've been wanting to conserve. As most of you know, I was doing the black girl in luxury, the black girl in luxury TikTok. And as I'm getting older, I'm starting to realize I actually like quiet luxury. I also actually want a lot less space. The more rooms I have, the more I have to clean up. I actually probably don't want something as modern. I actually probably want something that makes me feel warm inside. I actually might want something that is reflective of who I am. And not shying away from change can look like so many things for you. It can look like leaving that job or maybe even, you know, saying f you to your boss if, if they keep treating you wrong it could also look like leaving that relationship that relationship that you've become so codependent on that relationship you've poured so much of yourself into that relationship that that you chose over your family and, and even though even though you didn't want to believe what they want what they said that person actually isn't for you it's okay to be wrong sometimes it's okay to be wrong sometimes. And I think we have to accept the fact that we are just human beings. We're just trying to figure all this crazy, hectic shit out with, with what we have and, and, and what we can do. It's okay to be human. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to make mistakes. And I think when we try to be perfect all the time, it actually takes away from our human experience. And you just have to be okay. You just have to be okay not having it all figured out. And with that will require a lot of change and you have to be open to it and you have to be open to receiving it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think about that a lot, the shying away from change. Change is so good for you. It really is. Another one is chapter four. They don't focus on the things they can't control. Ooh, where my control freaks at because I'm one of them. Um, yeah, she's a con she's a control freak. Okay, she does not like not knowing what's going on. I am an itinerary queen. I want to know where I'm staying. I want to know what's going on for the day. Even like releasing some of the burden off of myself. I had got a manager, and it's my manager's amazing. Love her great great she's she's truly amazing but like dang it's like i've been doing this for myself for a little bit but you have to learn to not be a control freak to release some burdens off of yourself because when you're a control freak it comes with a lot of things it comes with imposter syndrome it comes with overworking it, it it's just not worth it so give up some of that control chapter five they don't worry about pleasing everyone Ugh, and that goes back to being your authentic self like I talked about when in chapter one when I say they don't give away their power and they also don't waste time feeling sorry for themselves that goes back to that forget the people pleasing tendencies 
set those boundaries because when you make that vision board and you're trying to become you big girl you and big boy you and trying to make those moves and doing what you need to do for yourself when it comes to making that vision board oh some boundaries gonna have to be set into place because we can't allow people to be crossing them you have to create boundaries around yourself i don't know why people are so afraid to create boundaries boundaries is what's going to help you level up in life boundaries is going to help you take you to that next step boundaries is going to help you step into yourself you cannot have relationships with people that do not respect your boundaries and if you haven't learned how to set boundaries and and set stable boundaries and, and set stable you know relationships maybe you weren't born having boundaries maybe you you were born into a family where people walked all over you where people didn't care what you had to say maybe you you were forced to share everything you don't have to share anything at this big age you don't have to share anything with anyone set those boundaries you have to set boundaries to step into yourself otherwise people will overwork you they will use you and then on top of that you're doing a disservice to yourself that's also a form of giving your power away so when you're making your vision board, if you want to be a model, if you want to move to a different city, if you, if you want to write that book, that writing that book is going to take some time. That modeling is going to take some time. That moving into that new city is going to take some saving money and doing what you need to do for yourself. So you need to set those boundaries. Start saying no, literally. If you want all those things to come true and you and you want to breathe life into what you want in life, those boundaries need to be at the top of the list. You got to set them with your mom, your sisters, your brothers, your cousins. Just know um, they can fend for themselves. They will figure it out. Chapter six, they don't fear taking calculated risk. I really like this one um, because it honestly goes back to, um, you know, they don't shy away from change in chapter three. I think this is a really good one because you do have to be calculated. I had, I had this conversation um, with someone recently. I had this conversation with Luke, my partner, and I was having a conversation with him. And like, he's been telling me for such a long time, like, you know, you're a people person, you're very friendly. So you need to start using that to your advantage. And I'm like, oh, but I don't want to use people. And he's like, it's not really using people. He's like, you just have to, you know, it's checkers. I mean, he's not checkers. He said, it's chess, it's not checkers. Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot because it's just like sometimes you do have to play the game to, to get a little head in life, but not at the expense of being a cruel and rude person or, or just using someone to get ahead. I'm saying more so you might have to go to that event and you might have to talk to those snooty people you don't feel comfortable talking to because that snooty person might know someone that could elevate you. And because like I'm in my mind, I'm so big on like having like an exchange system where it's like, okay, like I want to be around people that add value to my life, but I also want to add value to their life as well. A lot of us are adding value to people's lives that aren't adding value to ours at all. So it's best that you do learn to take those calculated risks, risks that are going to be beneficial for you. It's okay to have, I hate to say this, it's okay to have transactional friendships and also have those core friendships. Because when you really do get older and you start surrounding yourself around people that are elevated, if you listen to how they talk, they nine times out of 10 are not hanging out with people that are not elevating and then elevating them in some form of another, if that makes sense. So you have to be okay with taking those calculated risks and what that means is you just have to move differently and also be selective of the people that you keep around you because it's so important 
chapter seven talks about not dwelling on the past uh like i said i think everybody needs to read this book before the new year this is not even sponsored i would love to be sponsored by miss amy morin but yeah um they don't dwell on the past this is something that i'm practicing this is something that I'm, I'm trying to figure out and what i've learned at this age is that a lot of people that dwell on the past and spend a lot of time in the in the past ends end up becoming narcissists um i don't think we talk about what actually makes a narcissist um that's a key component people that are narcissists tend to talk about the past a lot because they wish that they had control over the past a lot of times people think narcissists are self-absorbed no narcissists are all about control they're all about having control over a situation a narcissist could be the quietest person in the room but because they are narcissists they want to have control it's not always about being self-absorbed yes they may talk about themselves a lot but a lot of times when they're talking they're talking about things that happened to them or my mom did this or my dad did did this because they're stuck in the past so save yourself some time and don't dwell in the past and if you are going back to the past maybe try to think of the positive memories move forward try to look at it in a different way chapter eight they don't make the same mistakes over and over and over again i mean girl leave that relationship like stop giving that family member money stop stop eating that food if you know it's not going to make you feel good stop feeling sorry for yourself stop the self-pity just stop stop making the same mistakes over and over and over again and i also think this is a segue into becoming a narcissist because you're going to keep making those same mistakes over and over and over and over again you're 10 years later you're still going to be doing those same things and you're going to be looking back dwelling on the past talking about i wish i would have done this different i wish i would have done that different nope it's time to change right now it's time to change right now stop giving things your power chapter nine they don't resent other people's success now this this is this is a word for your girl right here this is a word for your girl right here because uh yeah yeah i've gotten better you know um trying not to resent other people's success is very difficult and i think people really aren't transparent about how jealousy makes them feel or how they feel when they watch someone succeeding and it hurts even more when you watch someone succeeding that doesn't deserve to succeed i think that's what bothers us a lot is we know that this person has done this 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 and that and they're succeeding and i'm over here trying to figure it out I'm over here jumping through mental hoops. I'm over here depressed. I'm over here depleted and they're succeeding. They did me wrong. How come they get it? How, how come they get to win and I don't? Like, God, why is this happening to me? This, this is a little bit unfair. Why are you picking and choosing? And when my envy has come from other people's success, it has come from my belief that God has completely forgotten about me and God is being unfair. I've learned that my timing is different and you have to learn that too. You have to understand that although it doesn't make sense, there is something behind the scenes that's going on in my life that God is trying to figure out because I know once I get there, I'm going to get there. 
So while I'm having this downtime and while I'm sitting here and while I'm not towards my dream, what could I be doing in the meantime to get to it? I could be preparing myself. I could be getting in shape for that movie I want to work on. I could be getting my pictures for that modeling agency I want to submit for. I could be at the gym. I could be taking that cooking class. I could start content creating right now, even though I don't have the aesthetic for it or the quote unquote aesthetic that you have to have, I could start right now. Imagine if we started with where we are right now before believing that we had to be in the time and place. When you meet any successful person or when you meet anyone who is where you want to be in life, there was some groundwork going on, unless there was a nepotism baby. And that goes back to me saying, I have had envy with nepotism baby babies. The groundwork is beautiful. The groundwork is, is beautiful. And learning to not resent other people's success is a very hard one. Because I think resentment is also a human feeling and we don't talk about it enough. Learn to have comfort in knowing that your timing is different. That's the best way I can, that's the best advice I can give you. Understanding that what is for you is for you and to not measure yourself by someone else. When we have social media and all these things that almost make everything look so identical, it takes away from one's identity. We are all different. We all think differently. We all experience things differently. That's like why when you have siblings and brothers and sisters, y'all can grow up in the same abusive household, but every one of them is going to do something different. Y'all could have experienced the same type of parents, the same type of anger, but they could have internalized it differently than you. Understand your individuality by getting to know it. And once you understand your individuality by getting to know it, you're able to love it and you're able to no longer compare yourself to other people. Another one that she talks about in her book is they don't give up after the first failure. I've said this before. There's actually a couple of my podcasts on here where I talk about if you're not failing, you're not doing it right. You have to fail. Are you expecting to get it right the first time? No, you got to fail. First off, if you're not failing, you're not doing anything at all. So you need to fail. You sometimes got to fail at the gym. You sometimes you sometimes got to get that no for the agency you want to work with. You sometimes got to get the no for your book because if you're not getting no's, then you're not even submitting. You're not even trying. So submit and try first before getting in your head. Chapter 12 is another one that I really like. Actually, chapter 11 is another one that I really like. I skipped over it. They don't fear alone time. There is beauty in isolation. There is legit beauty in being alone. I used to hate being alone. Like, I, I genuinely used to hate it. But I've learned to empower myself through it. I feel like in isolation, beautiful things are, are made. I feel like in isolation, an, an identity within yourself is created. Alone time is so important. And I feel like in, when you have your alone time, that's when you hit your God moment. Like, I've said that before. You hit your God moment when you... When you kind of go into this trance of 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 doing something that you absolutely love like i i had went i had saw one of my friends model and just watching them model like i mean they talk about modeling all the time but actually watching them model different person she was like in an element like it was it was 
it was it was honestly empowering to watch she like became something else something more the way that she was posing the way that she was moving i was like damn girl you really like this and and alone time helps you find your god moment and that's why it's important and in moving forward when you make your vision board you need to prioritize rest and alone time and you need to spend more time alone than you do with other people and i mean that i mean that to my core chapter 12 they don't feel the world owes them anything let's talk about it that goes back to um, the narcissistic characteristic the narcissistic trait the world doesn't owe you anything and i think a lot of times in communities of color we like to prioritize struggle we think that if uh if we oftentimes feel like the more you struggle the more you are deserving that is like so deeply rooted in just oppression and in, in slavery and the oppression of women women of color it is so deeply rooted in our communities that the more that you struggle and the more that you endure you are more deserving f that i'm not finna just be out here struggling for no reason and i don't even believe in that i believe in living a soft life and having a, a happy life and a healthy life that also that type of mindset also makes you attract unnecessary things and unnecessary problems and situations that you shouldn't even be forced to be in the belief that if you struggle more the more that you are entitled to things it's a sickening ideology is a sickening belief there's a lot of women in my family that think that way and i'm i'm not with it i i will not teach my children and my daughters and my sons to think that you have to go through this this and this and this and this and this to have this it's a no it's a no and chapter 13 and mentally strong people this is the last point they don't expect me immediate results things will take time um even like with like social media and influencing I was doing it probably for a while now, but I wasn't being as consistent. And once I started getting consistent, I started seeing those results. It takes time. You have to find the place. You have to find room to to be patient with yourself. If you're expecting immediate results, then you probably shouldn't. And then a lot of times when people expect immediate results, they create a checklist in their head instead of appreciating the process, appreciating the time, appreciating um, the growth and, and what it took to get there. I feel like a lot of times, like for me, at least like early on, like in my career, it was more so in my head. I'm like, Ugh, I'm so glad I got that done instead of wow thank you god for the opportunity because i'm expecting immediate results i'm expecting to things to just happen so fast in my life that i'm not even appreciating the process i'm not even being grateful and that goes back to me saying you need to take time to be grateful even for the small moment if you have not given thanks today then you need to stop what you're doing and give thanks for every little thing that you have right now the fact that you're listening to this podcast give thanks for that the fact that you even have a phone give thanks for that or even ears or are able to even listen give thanks for that there are a lot of things to be grateful for the new year is coming and i hope that you make sure to prioritize all of these things before you move on and before you start making that vision board it's going to take a lot of boundaries it's going to take a lot of time it's going to take a lot of silence it's going to take a lot of alone time isolation and it's also going to have to take you not comparing where you are in life to other people yeah that was a lot I don't know this book changed my life and i thought i would do a breakdown of it it's 13 things mentally strong people don't do and if you also need another good read be sure to listen to um 
not listen to. Oh, y'all, I'm tired. Be sure to check out my book to all the people I love before loving me. Happy holidays, everyone, and happy new year. You got this. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast. Please be sure to email me. I've been getting a lot of emails in, and I'm very, very grateful for that. I love responding to you guys. Um, let me know some other topics you would want to talk about. Um, we're going to be heading into season two very soon, and I'm super excited. I'm super blessed. I can't even believe like all of the... I can't even believe like the reactions that I've been getting from this. So happy holidays, um, everyone. And you got this. You got this. Thanks for listening to the To All The People podcast. This is your host, Janelle Roberts. Have a good one.